morning. Is it on? Good morning. I don't know. Is it on? Lilia, can you hear me? Okay. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our communion service this morning. Our first song will be 338, Lead Me to Calvary.
Let us begin our service in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> our scripture reading is found in the 19th Psalm, and we'll read it in its, in its entirety. That's Psalm 19, verses 1 to 14. And we read in Jesus' name. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the eyes or of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much more fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come before you thankful for this time that you give us to gather together around the hearing of your word. We pray, Lord, that you would bless it as it goes forth, that you would make the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We pray, O Lord, your blessing upon us this morning through the fellowship and on your word. We pray that you would help us to so read, mark, and inwardly digest this word that it would well up in us a spring enduring to eternal life. We pray, Lord, for those who aren't able to be with us today, those who may be confined to hospitals, homes, or nursing homes, and we ask that you would deliver your word to them and help them with the things that are weighing on them. We pray, Lord, for those who are facing tough times and hard situations. We remember our brother Jamie as he prepares for surgery. We pray your blessing on him. We pray for continued healing and help for, for him and for provision. And we pray for his wife and his children and all those who love him, who are supporting him. We also pray for Don and Vi Salo, Andy Toomberg, Al Hapasari, Lois Weary, Deb Mersu, Don and Bev Hagel, Linda Robbins, Steve Salo, Evan Candle, Barb Lund, Janet Blickenstaff, Dean Welter, Ron Wallace, Eugene Koskala. And we ask, Lord, that with all of these people, you would be their help in time of need. Dear Father, we also pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. Remember the family and friends of Deb Thunberg and all who mourn. And we ask, Lord, that you would comfort us in the knowledge of the resurrection of the body. We also pray a special prayer of intercession for our sister uh, Lois Matson, as she um, had can has can brain cancer and had surgery. Um, the other day we pray that that surgery went well and that you would continue to help and heal her. 
We pray for our nation. We ask your blessing upon our leaders. We ask for wisdom and guidance for them. We pray for our citizens. We pray that you would bless us. We pray that you would protect us, that you would be with those who protect us. We pray as the hymn writer writes, God bless our foes and cause all eyes to see that peace, O Christ, can only come from thee. Once again, we pray that you would make provision for your word, that Jesus would be lifted up, that you would convert those who are not yet your own and confirm those in the faith that you have granted. We pray, Lord, that you would be with our community and that you would use us as you see fit to help those who are struggling, that anyone who is abused or suffering from mental illness or facing hard times would be able to find help from us. We pray for our church here, for our leaders. We pray for wisdom and guidance. We pray that you would bless our families, our husbands and wives, our marriages, our children, our relationships. We pray for those who are single. We pray for those who are widowed. We ask, Lord, that you would be with us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now hear us, Lord, as we pray that most perfect prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our next hymn is number 409, Pilgrimage. Thank you. 
bring you greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is found in John chapter 2, and we'll be reading verses 13 to 25. And we read in the name of Jesus. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple. And the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these, take these things hence, make not my father's house an house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it back up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Amen. Let us pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, your word. We pray, sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name, amen. The Jews had really made a mockery of temple worship. They didn't like Roman money. Um, the Romans had coinage that had a picture, and this time it would have been um, Tiberius Caesar. And so the coin that the Romans, their coinage, much like our coinage, had an image on it, and the image was of Tiberius Caesar. And it had an inscription on it also. And the inscription would have said in English, Tiberius Caesar, the son of the divine Augustus. And so the Jews didn't like that. It was an idolatrous coin. And so they wouldn't allow the temple tax to be paid with that coin. So you had to have a different type of money to pay the temple tax. Remember, it's written in the law that you have to go to the temple. Um, a certain amount of times each year and offer a certain amount of sacrifices as a good Jew. And if you were in one of those outlying Roman provinces or if you were in a Roman area, when you get into town, what kind of money are you going to have? You're going to have Roman money. And so opportunists had came into the temple and said, well, you can't have that coin, so we'll give you the right one for a small fee. <coughs> we'll, we'll change your money out. And now you also had to have a certain, t certain types of animals, different pigeons and different things. And hey, wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to worry about it and we could just sell it to you right here? And that's what the Jews had done. And this is what Jesus sees. And the zeal of his father's house is on him. And so he drives them out. And he, ha he, he makes a whip and he drives them out with a whip. He throws over the tables. This is our sinless Savior. Well, how can that be? How can he be sinless and yet throw over tables 
and drive people out of the temple with a whip. I would posit that this isn't even a glimpse of sinfulness, but this is a sign of his holiness. In the Old Testament, we're told that no one can see God's face and live. And it's not because there's a problem with God, it's because there's a problem with us, that we sinners cannot live in his presence, because his wrath against sin is strong. And it is on full display this morning when he drives those money changers out of the temple. He drives them out because this is his wrath against sin. And the Jews get obstinate. Show us a sign that you have the authority to do this. Who do you think you are? And he says, this is going to be your sign. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it back up. And they're indignant. We, this temple took 40-something years to build, and you think you can raise it up in three days? But he was talking about the temple of his body. The sign that Jesus promises for those who want him to prove his authority is the same sign that he tells the Jews later when they ask him about it. They say, show us a sign, and he says, it's a sinful and idolatrous generation that seeks after signs. No sign will be given you except for the sign of Jonah the prophet. That just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, so too will the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth. They demand a sign. Jesus says, you will get a sign. It's going to be one sign. And it's going to be that this temple will be destroyed and in three days it will be raised up. The sign is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So, Jesus did not like the sinful twisting that they had done in the temple in changing his father's house into a house of merchandise or commerce. And so, he drove them out. How is it for us today? Have we made the father's house into a place of merchandise? Well, we don't see little people back there um, with uh, changing out money. We don't see people selling turtle doves or anything like that. We're not trading on the worship of the Lord. But we do see it around us. You know, it's not out of the ordinary to see coffee shops in churches, to have um, pastors get up and tell people that for a small seed offering, they too can be blessed. There is a high prevalence in our nation of what we call the prosperity doctrine. That if you um, become a Christian, your life is going to get materially better. And if you support different outreach organizations or different ministers or different efforts, then you're going to be blessed monetarily. And that is garbage. And we all, we recognize that, so we're good, right? Except for when it happens in our own heart when we tell God that things should be different for us, that we shouldn't have to go through trials or heartaches because we're trying hard. That as Christians, things should go well for us. We have that expectation. And just like God drove the money changers out of the temple, he has to drive that out of our hearts. There is no promise in the scriptures that as a Christian, you will have more money or more health or more wealth. I already said that. Or more success. Or any kind of material gain. The promises of God are sure, and they are way more concrete than some sudden windfall. What does God promise us? 
He promises us our daily bread. He promises that we'll be provided for. Does that mean he promises us we'll be rich? No. It means that we'll get what he decides to give us. What else does he promise us? He promises us eternal life, the forgiveness of sins in his blood. And so what about that makes us think that our life is going to be better as a Christian? But wait, are you saying it won't? No, just not in the way that our sinful flesh wants it to. Our sinful flesh wants our life to get better in the form of more money, less sickness, more material blessing, as it were. But God doesn't promise us that. Um, Pastor Don introduced me to a song at Bible study that I'd never heard before when I first moved here. And it's called, God Has Not Promised. And uh, it goes something like this. God has not promised skies always blue, flower-strewn pathways all our lives through. God has not promised sun without rain. It goes on like that. And it says, but God has promised strength for the day, rest for the weary, life for the way. And that's the point. God hasn't promised us this whole list of material gain in our life. Get that out of your head. But God has promised us that in the midst of the storms, he will be with us. That in the highs and lows, he will be with us. That he will never leave us or forsake us, no matter what we or the people we love are going through. That if the worst should happen and we should die, he will not forsake us. If the worst should happen and our loved one should die, he will not forsake us. He has promised never to leave us or forsake us. Do you understand how marvelous that is, that promise of God that we take for granted every day? That the God who created heaven and earth, the God who by his word brought everything we see into existence, that he has promised never to leave us, that he has promised to dwell within us, that he has promised to forgive us. He doesn't just help us along the way. He doesn't just carry us when times are hard. He is with us all the time bearing our sins, bearing our burdens. In Isaiah 53, it also says he carries our sorrows. Isn't that wonderful that he's promised never to leave us, and even when we're sorrowing and grieving and going through hardship, that he himself is carrying that too. These are the blessings of God. Not more money. What's the stat? Something like 90% of lottery winners? I mean, it's a massive amount. Lose it all in the next five years anyways. Is money even really that much of a blessing, or is it a curse? How many people have we seen destroyed because they got a sudden windfall of cash? How many relationships have we seen broken over money? And yet we seek after it day after day after day. This church might not be a house of merchandise, but our hearts certainly are. And if Jesus were here, he would need to drive that out of our heart. We see it all around us, and yet day after day after day, we fall into the trap of thinking it's the end all, be all. And so Jesus drives them out. He tells them of the sign. And then we're told this great thing narratively, that his disciples, after he rose from the dead, they remembered this. They remembered that he said it, and they remembered that he did it. And this is the good news for us today. Jesus rose from the dead. You want to know the sign of his authority over you? He rose from the dead. 
And what did he do with that authority? He could have called 12 legions of angels to deliver him, but he didn't. Instead, he allowed himself to be arrested and betrayed and killed for you. So he has this great authority, and he uses it to save you. And so the challenge for us is, is when things get hard, when life gets difficult, or when life is good, to always remember that. To remember the Lord's word. To keep that which he has committed unto us. What does that mean? Well, it means no matter what, we, fight, we stick ourselves to what this says, and that we meditate on it, and that we remember it. And that we don't let the storms or the blessings of this life get in the way of what God's word says. Today we have the beautiful blessing of partaking of his holy communion. That on the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Take, drink, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. You want to know how, how God can say the things that he says? How you can trust his promises? Come and partake of this bread that is his body and this wine that is his blood. And know that when I say, this is the body of Christ, or when I say, this is the blood of Christ which was shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, pay special attention to those words, because they are for you. His blood was shed for you. His body was broken for you. And so much of our faith is about that which we can't see, but this is something that we can. And God gives it to you today, fully and freely so that you would know that everything he says is true. So part, come, partake of his body and blood and know that his word is true and know that the forgiveness of sins are yours, purchased for you by Jesus on the cross. And then as God has created this new heart within us, given us the gift of perspective to see the problems that are wrong with us and with our lives, repent every day. Every day you see yourself focused on merchandise and commerce and turning the house of the Lord into a place of merchandise. Repent and pray that God would continue to lead you in the paths of righteousness. So you can be at peace today because Jesus drove out the money changers from the temple and he also gives us a new heart in his dear son wherein we can weather any storm, any problem because he is with us and will be for all time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Almighty God, we come before you giving you thanks for your dear son and for the gift that he give us, gave us. We pray that you would give us the same zeal for your house and your word that we would so treasure and guard it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's peace and thank you all for coming and sharing this hour with us. Um, announcements are Wednesday night supper at 5.30, worship service at 
and men's group four serves coffee. And then next weekend is daylight savings time, so remember to turn your clock ahead one hour Saturday night or you'll be an hour late for church. You'll be here for lunch. <laughs> but, and um, Teresa Mukla was wondering if it'd be okay if she put a donation box in the Fellowship Hall for the food shelf. That's March's food shelf month. So uh, I don't know, would that be okay for her? Just nod your head. <laughs> so I told her to make it colorful so it don't, you know, so you, we know which one's the food shelf one and which one's the offering. So yeah, that's, that's okay. You can put a box out there, Teresa. And then the March newsletters are out there. Out there and then there's lunch for everybody after the service. Thank you. Our next hymn is number 461, I Lift My Eyes. Before we begin our communion service, I'd just like to remind everyone to allow those who are serving in the kitchen today to come up to communion first. And then um, uh, also, um, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, tells us that before we come up to communion, that we should examine ourselves and then eat and drink of the cup.
Luther says that he is truly worthy and well prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the remission of sins. And so if you have faith in those words, come and receive what God offers to you here. Amen. Let us now pray with and for them who will now partake of the Lord's Holy Supper. Lord Jesus Christ, thou bread of life, grant that thy holy communion may be a blessing to all those who today shall partake of it. That through the power of thy body and blood they may receive peace and comfort to their souls and be strengthened in faith, love, and a lively hope of eternal life. Amen. Truly it is meet, right, and blessed that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who on the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had broken and given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us now pray as our Lord Jesus has taught us. Or Sorry, let us confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
May this, the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen. the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have now partaken and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen.
Christ, strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls in eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart from the peace of the Lord. Amen. strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls in the eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
this, the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls into eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift, of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my
May this, the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve your bodies and souls into eternal life. Amen. Dear friends, praise the Lord for his gracious gift of which you have now partaken, and proclaim his death until he cometh again. Truly now you can arise and depart in the peace of the Lord. Amen. Let us give thanks and pray. We thank thee, O Lord, almighty God, that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we beseech thee that thou of thy mercy would strengthen us through this communion in faith toward thee and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Ghost, in one Godhead from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Now lift up your head and your heart and receive the Lord's benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you of his everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. We will now sing hymn number 471, For All Thy Gifts. Yeah. 